It's crazy that so many of us enjoy the finer things in life, and yet many of us settle for blah coffee every day. With Trade Coffee, you can start every morning with something special. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with the top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 coffees to make the cut. The coffee I get from Trade is so good, and their team actually worked with me to create my own custom collection. So if you're like me and want your coffee to taste great, but not too strong, go check out my collection at Trade. You don't want what I picked? No problem. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with the coffees you'll love. Trade is the easiest way to get your best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You'll have nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love the first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash Joe West. That's drinktrade.com slash Joe West for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Welcome to 5460, the Joe West podcast. Featuring former Major League Baseball umpire Joe West. For six decades, no one has seen more baseball than Joe West. And now he shares those stories with you every week right here on the Podcast Heat Network. is asking the Reds to leave the field. I guess maybe as a form of security. Well, Joe West is not going back behind the, the catcher. So what is he doing? He, he wants to throw him out or what? He's not going to back away from confrontation. It's just not in his makeup. Which guy are we talking about back in the way? Well, come to think of it, hey, it's both guys. And they're warning the Atlanta dugout now. A helmet came flying out. Bobby Cox, I don't think, threw the helmet. One of his players did. But Bobby's jawing back at Joe West. But somebody's been tossed, and here comes Cox. It was Bobby Cox who threw the helmet out there. Off the umpire, oh. and that's a foul ball. Joe West gets drilled, and he appears none the worse for it. <laughs> He's a strong man. Nice. Now Joe's going to give him some argument because Mark's saying, "Why do you do?" Joe, just get over there and umpire, will you? Yeah. Just get over there and umpire. No. That's all. It's fifty-four sixty, the Joe West podcast. Here's Joe West and your host. Mike Claiborne. 
Welcome, everyone. Another edition of 5460, the Joe West Podcast is on the air. I'm Mike Claiborne, along with Joe West. And, Joe, we have a very special guest today, a person I always admired as a player, one of the great players in the National Football League, and he's a good buddy of yours, Mr. Paul Krause. Yeah, we'd like to welcome you, Paul. Thanks for joining us today. No, uh, I'm I'm glad to be uh, announced as one of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where this is going already. <laughs> so we always ask the question, you know, Joe knows everybody in the world. How did you guys connect? Oh, it's a long story probably, but a long time ago we were on the uh, old professional uh, ball players uh, golf uh events and uh joe and i would play uh in those and uh, we got to know each other uh i don't know if that was good or bad but uh, we're still friends <laughs> paul kraus uh, pro football hall of famer great safety one of the great interceptors in the game and uh played with some great teams in the minnesota vikings bud grant the purple people leaders uh just a fun bunch to watch and uh you had a great career and you and Joe have been bumming around for a while. So so tell me, as you uh, found yourself getting to know Joe West, were you a baseball fan before you met him? Oh, absolutely. Uh, in college, uh, I played baseball, of course, in high school, too. Uh, and uh, I thought I was going to be a baseball player. And uh, I got hit in football and tore up my right shoulder and everything. And... Uh, uh, that ended that, and uh, so uh, I had to go to football, and football uh, has been very good to me. And and uh, you know, we Joe and I, and all a lot of the other uh, athletes uh, are good friends. You know, uh, we would meet here and there, and uh, on some golf course or something, and you know. Uh, I uh, I was at the Hall of Fame just last week, and uh, uh, I was sitting at a table and you know just kind of googling around and seeing who was there. And all of a sudden, Jimmy Brown came to my table and sat down right beside me. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we had a talk. You know, he ran over me more than uh, I tackled him, <laughs> and uh, you know we had a good talk and. I think, uh, you know, I mean, he knew who I was, right, you know, and everything. And I got pictures with him. And, uh, you know, it just that kind of friendship you can't replace. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is, over all those years, uh, we've uh, we've known each other. They were, you'd come to the ball games when I'd come to Minnesota. And, and you and your wife, Jennifer, came to the that record-breaking uh, game that I had up in um, – in uh, Chicago, of course, you you couldn't make the game, but you certainly made the the event party the next day, and I really appreciate. Yeah, I made that. the party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, over over all the years, and looking back on your career, I don't I don't think people realized that, that the number of interceptions you had was like eighty one, and I don't know who's the next closest to you, but it, is it even half? <laughs> because well, you know. Uh, there were some guys chasing me. Uh, there were, you know, 20 to oh, one end. Up, I can't think of his name, but he ended up like 12 behind me. Uh, uh, you know, it, 
it's one thing that, you know, I love it, but, uh, you know, I, I, I played a long time and I played 16 years in the NFL and played in four Super Bowls and, and all of that kind of stuff. But I only missed two games. That's, a, that's amazing uh, in itself in that sport because uh, yeah I, I I missed two games in sixteen years plus the uh, you know all the championship games and, and uh, you know I, I'm proud of that uh, interception record and and there's not very many guys playing that have a shot at it uh, because they're not getting. You know, I think the leader right now in the league might have 30-some. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you what, they get so much money, and the owners don't want to pay pay a guy for much over 10 years. You know, and so so whoever breaks my record uh, probably deserves it. And, uh, you know, he's going to have to play a long, long time. <laughs> you, you know, Paul, I'm thinking I think you have one of the safest records in sport. Uh, Eminem Tunnell had, I think, 79. Rod Woodson maybe had 71. But you're right. There's no one close to breaking that record that's, that's playing today because a couple of things. One, they don't throw to those guys who are good interceptors anymore. Uh, in your day, they threw at you. They didn't care. Uh, and two guys don't play as long, and, and you know the game yeah, has just changed right. so much. That's right. Well, the quarterbacks weren't smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? what yeah. When you were playing, Paul, they didn't throw the ball forty and fifty times like that. Oh, no, they they threw the ball twenty, twenty-five times, so, and less than that. Yeah, so. and uh, you know, so you know, I the hall says it probably might not be broken, and uh, you know, and everything, but. Uh, you know, if it is, it is. Uh, I've had a good run at it, and uh, if it if it doesn't get broken, uh, you know, that's you know, I can't do anything about it. Well, you had a very good start. I mean, your first year in the league, didn't you intercept like thirteen passes with the Redskins? No, Twelve. Twelve it was. 12. I knew it was over ten. Yeah, I probably got thirteen or fourteen, but they were called back. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's another record. Uh, Night Train Lane had 14 interceptions in a 12-game season. Uh, We'll never see that again either. No, heck no. Uh, I mean, Night Train Lane was Night Train Lane, you know. And Jimmy Brown was Jimmy Brown, you know. Uh, uh, You're not going to get guys like that that completely control the game. Uh, there are good players playing and everything, but they're not going. They're not going to play that long. They're making. They're making so much money they don't have to. Hey, you know, I mentioned you earlier playing for the Purple People Leaders and Bud Grant, and and I think about all the guys on that team. You, Carl Kosalki, whose career ended early. Uh, I think about uh, Jim Marshall, Alan Page. Uh, all those guys up front, you had some great linebackers, but you had an incredible coach in Bud Grant. And, and oh. that's a guy who I think is overlooked as far as when they talk about great coaches. Uh, Bud Grant should always be in that conversation. Now, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but he was a heck of a coach, not only in the NFL, but a heck of a player in the CFL. Yeah. Well, he played for Philadelphia, too, in the NFL. That's right. Uh, and uh, Bud Grant is in my eyes, is the best coach I've ever seen. Uh, you know, he got along with 
the players, which a lot of coaches nowadays don't. And uh, uh, he controlled. He knew everything that each one of us probably did throughout the day. I mean, he he knew his ball players, and uh, he preached. If you're going to make mistakes, mental mistakes, you're going to go down the road. You know, he will, would not put up uh, with mental mistakes. And uh, all the guys loved him. He, you know, the guys just love Bud. And I, see, I still see him once in a while. And, uh, you know, we're pretty good friends. And, uh, you know, that he, you said the truth. Uh, he does not get his due. But uh, you know what? Uh, he's still alive at uh, 60, ew, 96. Wow. Uh, I think he's 96 years old now. And, uh, you know, he uh, still goes hunting and fishing. Guys, it's time to bring that summer heat back into the bedroom. That's right. Confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet and at the fraction of a cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead and be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of our licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no doctor's office visits, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the United States and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Yeah, it's time to get off the couch and back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, you need BlueChew.com. Women say there's nothing sexier than confidence. And Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. So if you can benefit from the extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Joe West at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Joe West, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com. For more details and important safety information, and we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Paul, we came up to your your man cave last year. I brought uh, a few of the umpires up there to see your your man cave, where you have your your cars yeah. and your your old memorabilia. I mean, I looked at those helmets that you wore when you played, and. And I know why people have concussion syndrome, <laughs> but but uh, you did you did tell me during that little tour we took up there about Bud's first advice to you, and I, Mike could get a kick out of that story. That was, oh, that was okay. really cute. I, I was, you know, Jerry Burns was my coach in uh, Iowa, and Jerry and Bud were good friends, uh, and. Uh, so I, I got drafted by uh, the Redskins, and I went to the Redskins, and and uh, I, I, you know, I had pretty good years there. I had 28 interceptions, I think it was, in four years. Um, and but uh, I, I didn't get along with uh, the defensive backfield coach, 
who played f- with Sam Huff in New York. And and Sam said, it's told him, he says, let me coach, Krause. You just go on. You know? <laughs> and uh, uh, But uh, they traded me. They uh, For some reason, they traded me. They I guess they didn't like how I played. And, and uh, so I was at, uh, I walked into uh, the Viking training camp, and uh, Bud wouldn't talk to me for about two or three days. And uh, then uh, <clears throat> one day we were going out of the, off the practice field. He says, he said, Paul, he says, let's walk in together. And um, he says, I can't tell you how to play free safety. You've been doing a pretty good job of it for the Redskins and everything. He says, don't change the way you play. He says, but uh, I got one uh, 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 thing to tell you. And I says, yeah, what's that? He says, don't get beat deep. (laughs) And that's all he said. (laughs) And and, uh, and I, I remember that don't. Get beat deep, and I I don't know how many times I was beat deep, but it was not very many. And um, I was just back there, you know. You talk about Marshall Eller and Page and front four, you know. Uh, we had a great front four, and uh, uh, they put so much pressure on that the quarterback that uh, sometimes he just had to throw it up, you know. But uh, you know, I got quite a few of them, and, and uh, you know, just have good memories, and especially with Bud. You know, it, it, uh, you know, um, he was friends with us. He used to go hunting with us. Uh, you know, fishing, uh, everything. You know, he got to know the players, and uh, we had some great, great players. And you mentioned a bunch. Uh, well, Jim Marshall played 220 some games i think it was 20 years or 21 years never missed a game and he's not in the hall of fame yeah that that's 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 a crime for sure uh not only the fact uh the the consecutive streak but as i mentioned everybody else on that line seemed like they were a hall of famer i just don't understand how he he's not in yeah, and hopefully well, somebody I'll, I'll tell you a better one, or not a better one, but one just as bad. Uh, Chuck Foreman was the best uh, yes. running back in the league for about six or seven mm-hmm. years before he got hurt. Now, didn't he, he get was, hit in the eye with a snowball? Yes, in, in, in uh, Buffalo. Yeah, in Buffalo. Well, Chuck Foreman was the, the, the uh, league's MVP twice. And still not in the Hall of Fame. You remember that one move he had, that one spin move. He could stop, plant, and spin. And yep. just when you thought yep. you tackled him, you would tackle in air because he he was. Yeah, you to the better left you right. better believe it. He was he was the best running back to come out of that backfield for a long time. And uh, you know, there's not many guys are the most valuable player, and especially twice, and and not in in uh, Hall of Fame. So yeah, I, I you know I we've got two guys that we got to we got to get in the Hall of Fame. We're visiting with Hall of Famer Paul Krause on the Joe West fifty four sixty podcast, and Paul, uh, you played in an era where they didn't take any prisoners. Who 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 was the toughest guy to cover 
And now, granted, you played in the middle of the field as a safety, but who was the one guy when he broke huddle you had to think about, all right, I need to know where this guy is? Well, you know, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, if if they're running out there down the field and everything, they're pretty quick and and they can catch. But, uh, you know, I really never had one guy that uh, beat me more than others because I was a center fielder, and and actually they don't do this now, but Bud – expected me to go corner to corner, wow. you know, and, uh, and he would rely on the defensive, uh, the defensive line to have the football thrown in about less than three seconds. And, and uh, so for a while I was going corner to corner with no help. But, uh, you know, it all, it all comes together. You know, I can place the guys uh, in, uh, you know, Ditka was a good uh, guy off the line of scrimmage. He was, you know, he could, he could run the passes uh, and uh, 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 patterns just as well as anybody else. But the real fast guys in, in, uh, when we played, they wouldn't come across the middle. You know, Gee, I wonder why. Head, they would get their head taken off by somebody, you know, and so they wouldn't they wouldn't come across the middle unless they were thirty forty yards downfield. And uh, by then, I you know I I had them in my pocket pretty pretty much. You know, Joe, I'm thinking as he talks about going across the middle. Um, Paul, you played with one of the big hitters in the game, Carl Kosalki. That That's a reason why you didn't go across the middle because if he had you in his sights, somebody was going to get carried off, and it normally wasn't going to be him. Well, you're you're right. Carl Kosalki was a kid from Iowa State, I think it was. and Or no. Uh, no, I think it was else. Iowa. I think it was Iowa. Uh, not Iowa. I'm from Iowa. It was in Iowa. Uh, but anyway – he and uh, you know, he would knock your jock off. You know, uh, uh, he loved it. And uh, then you know, we had a, quite a few of those guys. Uh, the linebackers wouldn't let anybody go across the uh, the middle behind, in front of them or behind them. Uh, Wally Hugenberg, uh, Roy Winston, Jeff Seaman. Well, and uh, before Seaman, uh, oh, Lonnie Warwick, oh, they they used to hit guys. You know, I, it, I, made, you it, made, our, our, it made my uh, job a lot easier. Yeah, he went to Drake, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Drake yeah, that he Drake. went to. Yeah, That's right, okay. Drake. Yep. I'd have yep. been carrying that for the rest of the day if I hadn't come up with that <laughs> one. Yeah. And, and Carl, Carl was nothing but a hitter. And he didn't care how big anybody was. But you know, the, the the sports you played in is so dependent on everybody pulling together and for each other that, that people don't really realize a lot of their success and your success was all because of the teamwork. And it's probably because of the coach that you've talked about well, so graciously before. Oh, absolutely. I, I would not uh, say anything else. Uh, our coaches uh, and it's especially Bud and Jerry Burns, uh, uh, when we were all playing together, 
it was a together team. Everybody did their job. You know, I, I remember one time uh, Lonnie Warwick was uh, early in my career. Uh, I, I went down and covered a guy about 40 yards down the football field. And uh, then uh, I was the last last man in the huddle. And he said, G.D. Kraus, get back in the huddle. (laughs) And he meant it. And I said, I just ran 40 yards down there and 40 yards back. He says, I don't care. (laughs) But uh, we were so close, so close. And I'll tell you a story. Joe Cap, Lonnie Warwick got in a fight after a preseason game uh in in the in the locker rooms uh and then uh after we got beaten everything and they were actually fighting and warwick said we we lost the game the defense and uh joe cap said no we did and all of a sudden they were punching each other Joe, I got to tell you, it's great to have the workout anytime on board 5460 as one of our sponsors. Many of our listeners already know that workout anytime as their hometown club where they can work out on their schedule 24 seven. Others might be aware that workout anytime is a great business opportunity as well. That's right, Mike. Workout anytime is one of the top 200 fastest growing franchises in the country. And they've been at this for more than 20 years. And they're currently in 22 different states, and they're internationally in Honduras and Costa Rica. How about that? You know what? Opening up a gym is becoming a real big part. How about $30 billion in health and fitness industry is what you're talking about this year. Never has it been any easier to invest in Workout Anytime franchise. Joe, you know you and I are one in five American adults that have a fitness membership. Yeah, I did know that. As a matter of fact, and I'm told... That number is expected to nearly double in the next 10 years. I know these folks that work out anytime, and I have known them for a long time. They're so passionate about the industry, and their franchises rave about the support that they give the company. Well, here's a great business tip. Go to WorkoutAnytimeFranchise.com and learn more. And while you're there, you can see the map of available locations and find out how you can arrange an initial phone conversation to hear more about the proven Workout Anytime business model. That's WorkoutAnytimeFranchise.com. Yeah, they, they wanted to take the blame, you know. But, you know, yep. if, if you look at, at real quality people, uh, they they take the blame for when something happens wrong. You, you, anybody can take the, the credits when you're successful. Yeah. But to yep. stand up and take the blame when you've lost or haven't done what you should have done, is yep. uh, is more of a uh, I want to say a stand up thing than than taking all the credit, you know. Yeah, so. but, you know that that's that's the way our football team was. You know, it was not just one person. They they were fighting for the whole offense or a whole defense. You know, I mean, uh, and that's just the way we were. We would go to a game, and it uh, or during the season, we would end up going to a restaurant. And uh, most of the time it was the same one. But uh, if you had a bad game or a good game, you better be there. And if you had a bad game, somebody was on the phone telling you to get your rear end over there. 
you know, and that's just it, it didn't matter what you had, what kind of game you had or anything. You better be at the team party after the game. Well, do you think okay. that uh, some of the, these exorbitant salaries have, have taken that away from the game? Because, uh, like, well, you, like you I, said earlier, the, you know, that uh, they're getting paid so much money. But, uh, oh, we, you know, we play, we paid or played for such little money. And the whole, well, the whole league did, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, Sure, the owners were making good money back then, but not what they make now. And, and uh, you know, it's a, a thing that, uh, you know, we didn't have anything else to do. You know, <laughs> if you wanted to be a, a football player, you got to play in the NFL. You know, if you wanted to be, uh, you know, go teach school, you can teach school for probably a lot more than you could get uh, uh, playing in the NFL. You know, I, I, I remember uh, uh, Sam Huff, who was on, on the team the six years or four years that I was with Washington. And, uh, you know, he says he was most valuable player one year and he, he made $12,000. Yeah, that you know? th- that's pauper's wages, but th- back then that was oh. that wasn't a bad salary back then. I can yeah, I can yeah. remember I can remember when I started out in, in baseball. My first salary was sixteen five, and uh, people asked me they well, had, that was oh. too much for you. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of set that up, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I could play today. 
Well, I don't think there's any doubt you can yeah. play today. E- even at your age, you can still play. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. I, no, I got to – next week I'm going to uh, – two weeks I'm going to get my first – the left hip fixed. Yeah. So, you know, I, well, I never missed a game because of injuries or anything. And, and, and uh, I'm fine. It's finally catching up with me. Well, you'll be ready for training camp next year now that you get your hip replaced. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I I don't think uh, I'd be a water boy. But, (laughs) uh, you know, the Vikings have been very good to me uh, through the years, and uh, they take good care of of their players, the the older players. And, uh, you know, they hire me to go down into the corporate uh, suites and everything for the first period of the game. And uh, it's just like walking into a room of all your best friends. Um, you know, they still remember what I did and what I, how I played and everything. And, and, uh, and that's really, you know, uh, really is hope lifting, I guess. Uh, you know, they, they don't uh, remember the, they remember the players and they might not even recognize you, but uh well, they show, sure know what you have done and uh, and what we did as a foot, football team. So uh, I like doing that, uh, and I like being with uh, the crowd and everything. So I do that every game. Do you know uh, they send a lot of old-town baseball players back to spring training and stuff, and, and you'd be surprised at how, how much the today's player – appreciates that I, I'm I know that the we're sitting here in St. Louis today with Mike and and when Red Shandinch was at, uh, still alive and he would go everywhere with the Cardinals and in fact Tony LaRusso loved having him around just to just to yep, pick, pick that's his brain right. and so that's right uh, if you look back at, at the history of everything that's happened in the game you got you got to remember uh we are only here today because of our peers from the past, and uh, it, yeah. it makes a big difference. So. Well, it makes me feel good when uh, I walk into a, 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 a suite and everybody, you know, shakes my hand and everything. You know, they still remember the old timers. Yeah. Well, you you were one of the best. Uh, as a safety and as a player in the National Football League, so I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't know who you were because uh, you had a heck of a career for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I do I do want you to talk a little bit about um, the four Super Bowls because <clears throat> you actually told me that uh, that they beat us. We didn't beat ourselves. We played like we can, and I'd like for you to just expound on that for a little bit because it, it makes a difference for people to hear what it's – what it's like? It's tough. It's tough. Well, you know, we missed. We didn't win. Uh, we played in four. Didn't win uh, any. But uh, you know, I I just think that. Uh, um, I mean, we came back and beat. Uh, uh, who who did we play the first uh, Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame game or? Uh, Super Bowl, the Chiefs, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. Well, the the first very first game back the next year, we beat them like twenty eight to six or seven. You know, I mean, it's just it, I don't know. Uh, it's that was <laughs> I'll tell you what that was probably just God's plan. 
you know, because I can't I can't uh, find any other reason that we would get beat four times. This episode is brought to you by CarShield, who makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. And CarShield's administrators handle all the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches. You're taken care of. The same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Get coverage today and you'll lock up your price now and it will never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. CarShield helps protect my wallet from expensive car repairs, and they'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. Hey, Paul, I want to ask you this, and, and Joe, you, you dealt with the elements uh, you you guys in Minnesota didn't have heat machines or, or campfire, anything on the sidelines. Bill Brown would come out in just a, with a sleeveless shirt, never wore an undershirt or anything like that. And for you, Joe, you've dealt with the elements throughout your career as far as bad weather and cold weather and hot weather. But but how do you guys deal with that? I mean, is the adrenaline flowing so much where the weather doesn't affect your, your well, ability Bill to do Brown what you do? Bill Brown didn't know better. brownie didn't know better i i'll tell you what i roomed with brownie for about four years and uh he's a guy that would run over you uh he would not run around you he would run right at you and we have another one like that with, with dave osborne those two guys would run at you, not over or uh, through you or around you. But uh, Brownie, uh, yeah, he—I uh, don't think he was playing with a full deck, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, oh, what a great guy, you know. I, man, I heard stories about when he was in Illinois and everything, and you know, we—you know—everybody has a story. But Bill Brown. Uh, you're right. Uh, uh, there were very, very few guys that had two layers of uh, anything underneath their pants and, and uh, uh, shoulder pads and everything. Nobody that is—it was just Bud's thing, boy. And you didn't come off the uh, field and look for heat because. There was none. <laughs> no. uh, well, he, he was I, a, he was an outdoorsman. He he was ready to go duck and goose hunting. So oh he, he yeah, all that. So yeah, but I, uh, I remember uh, uh, Bud caught Fran Tarkington. We were playing, and uh, the opposing team ha- was on the same sideline as us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget who we were playing, but Fran ran off 
and sat on their bench for <laughs> until somebody found him <laughs> right during the game. Yeah. Well, that's a, and it's a, it's an amazing thing. Now, we have a in, in baseball we have a concussion protocol that's been set up. It's probably I think it was started before they did it in the NFL too because we had umpires that got knocked out of games. Uh, yeah, just getting hit right. with a foul tip, and uh, so and and I know that uh, well. You and I are both friends with Dave Casper. They went to Casper when they started the protocol in the NFL, and they asked him how many concussions he had, and he says, "How would I know?" <laughs> yeah. Well, how would I know? <laughs> well, that's that's. My, I don't know. I thought I I thought it was a very good point. I said, "Well, Dave, I think you had two. And he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, that time you went to the wrong huddle." And the time you went to the wrong bench, I th- I think you had two <laughs> at <laughs> so, least, <laughs> two for sure. But but the the crazy thing is, and and the the helmets that you wore back when you played, they were suspension helmets. They didn't have this air, oh, air management. Awful. They were they were terrible, and uh, they, yeah. were, they were just to keep you from getting killed. I don't think they were to keep you from getting hurt. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, that's right. And then, and then when you played, they they taught you to lead with your head. They taught you to oh, yeah. tackle people. Oh yeah, with your head. lead with your head, and yeah. you know, stick it in the guy's guts or something. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, they uh, there was there was nothing illegal except grabbing the mask or something. Yeah, and it took him a while to figure that out too. But uh, yeah, you, that's I right. Mean, he was talking about night train lane early. He would he would clothesline people, which is they, totally they, illegal yeah, today. He's the reason why. <laughs> he, he was, he, oh, he, absolutely. He neck tackle guys, and they changed the rules because of night train. Yeah, that's right. You know, I remember I was I'm from Flint, Michigan, and I remember all, you know him playing and oh, they, you know, at at that time Detroit was the king you know they they won everything uh and uh boy they uh, i i didn't at that time i didn't want to play football but uh, boy they were good football players doke walker bobby lane you know they they were pretty good they haven't been good since then (laughs) (laughs) well that's right hey joe Tell our listeners what you told me about the all-natural B1 Sports Performance and Wellness Patch that's revolutionizing sports nutrition. Fans, there's no more sugary energy drinks or extra caffeine for an energy boost. The B1 Patch is fast-acting, it's body heat activated, and proudly made here in the United States. It's a must-have if you're out on the golf course or on the go or just patching up your future major leaguers. Feel good about using this 100% all-natural B1 patch from USA National Patches. It's easy to apply, worn by over 200 athletes, and is the official patch of 78 Division I schools. And, Mike, I personally use the B1 patch for years, and they've made a, a real difference in my life. Visit buyb1.com and enter the code umpire to buy B1 and get one free. I really want you to try these, and I want all our listeners to try it. You'll be glad you did. It's the B1 patch. Don't compete without it. That's buyb1.com. Enter the code umpire and buy one and get one free. But I do have a good story that that Donnie Anderson told me about you. He said, uh, he said, Lombardi didn't ever yell at Bart. Because Bart was his leader <laughs> on the field, and he said that 
He said that you picked off one of Bart's passes in a game against the Packers, and when he got to the sideline, Lombardi started chewing on Bart, saying, I told you not to throw it anywhere near Paul Krause. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Donnie, Donnie said it's the only time he can remember Lombardi really jumping all over Bart's door. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donnie told that story to me too several times, but uh, that 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 was a funny story. He said, "Don't throw it anywhere near Krause." <laughs> he did, and, and uh, but Lombardi. Chased him down the down the side of the uh, the football field. <laughs> yeah, I, I I tell you what, you know this has been this has been a lot of fun, and uh, I've enjoyed catching up with you. And I'm I'm sorry to hear about your hip operation, but if you do that therapy, you're going to be just fine. Because I had a total, oh, I will be. Yeah, I, I yeah. had a total knee replacement the year before I retired, and. And in five weeks, I was playing golf, and uh, and I know you want to get back on the golf course, so you'll be. You'll I be was last week. Yeah, see there, and, <laughs> like and a you, dummy. <laughs> and you know, Mike, he can hit it further than anybody you've ever seen. He used really? to be in those long drive contests with those big hitters. So, uh, I got a chip and putt to even get close to him. So, he's uh, he's one of those big hitters. John Daly got nothing on him. So. Oh boy. Hey, well, Paul, we really appreciate you spending some time with us today, um, and hopefully our listeners will enjoy listening to you as much as we have. Uh, it's been a blast. I've always admired your, your game as a player, and having a chance to visit with you today with Joe West has been a treat for me. Well, I thank you very much, and, uh, you know, uh, Joe, you uh, take care of yourself. Stay out of trouble. Too late. And uh, we'll <laughs> Too be late. seeing you guys uh, down the road. Okay. All right. For Paul Krause and Joe West, I'm Mike Claiborne. Thank you for listening to another edition of 5460, the Joe West Podcast. My baby took me to the ballpark to see a baseball game. Lord, it had to be at least 99 in the shade. I was stealing a glance at some tight short pants Just as I turned my head My baby grabbed me by the arm and this is what she said If you cheat on me, you'll be out at home If I catch you playing the field, you're gonna be long gone You better play it safe and don't do me wrong Cause if you cheat on me You'll be out at home. You've been listening to 5460, the Joe West podcast, here on the Podcast Heat Network. Make sure to subscribe and don't miss an episode each and every Monday. We'll talk to you next week. She's checking all the signs While I'm enjoying two of the great American pastimes It's fouling up my nerve watching all these curves Remembering what she said to me And if I get caught looking, it's gonna be strike three. If you cheat on me, you'll be out at home. If I catch you playing the field, you're gonna be long gone. You better play it safe and don't do me wrong. Cause if you cheat on me, well, you'll be out at home. If you cheat on me, You'll be out at home 
If I catch you playing the field, you're gonna be long gone. You better play it safe and don't do me wrong. Cause if you cheat on me, well, you'll be out at home. If you cheat on me, you'll be out at home.